have kids, they said. It will be fun, they said. Who the heck are they, anyway? As moms, we sacrifice a lot for our families, our time, our health, our wallets, our identity, friendships, personal care, and of course, our beloved sleep. Motherhood is a crazy ride, one that is not meant to be braved alone. It takes a village, right? Well, your village is here. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer, and every week I will be diving into the gray areas of motherhood with some very special guests. This is not the highlight reel, but the real deal. So reheat that cup of coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready for the reminder that you've got this, mama. Hello, everybody. I am beyond excited to be here. This is crazy. Thank you so much for tuning in to our very first episode ever of You've Got This Mama, the podcast. I know what you're probably thinking. Well, here we go again. Another How to Be a Better Mother podcast, or maybe a I Drink Wine at Noon to Tolerate My Kids podcast. Well, no offense to either of these genres, but seriously, it's been done, right? I don't know how to be a better mother. In fact, if you do, please let me know. This podcast is simply a safe space where myself and my guest co-hosts can share the truth, our truths, about all things motherhood. This is not your Pinterest perfect highlight reel or a load of candy-coated bullshit. Uh Uh-oh, I hope that doesn't make me explicit. Seriously, though, if I've learned anything on this journey, it is this best expressed through the wise words of Jill Churchill. There's no way to be a perfect mother, but there's a million ways to be a good one. True story, right? So we will share our mama wins and the losses and everything in between because that is real life and that is motherhood. Okay, so at this point, you're likely a little intrigued. Maybe you're even wondering if you finally found your tribe. You're also probably wondering who the F this lady is and where did I come from? So I'm going to devote the rest of this episode to an introduction so we're no longer strangers. I'm going to barf my heart and soul and vision all over you because I'm almost certain you haven't had enough barf today. Right, Mama? (laughs) Okay, so where to begin? Well... My name is Sabrina Greer, and I've worn dozens of hats in my 35 years of life. Soon to be 36, I have a birthday in six days. Eek! I've done my fair share of soul searching, and I think I finally found my purpose. I'll share more about that later on. I've traveled to over 20 countries. I've called half of them home. I worked as an international model, and no, that's not code for something else. That came with adjacent roles of actor, spokesperson and all all kinds of other things for nearly two decades. I do have a degree in developmental psychology and early childhood education. I acquired that with the intention of becoming a teacher, which is probably the only job I haven't formally realized over the years. I've been an employee, a corporate minion. I've embarked on numerous entrepreneurial journeys. I've bartended. I've served tables. I've made things. I've sold things, including salad dressing out of a refrigerated truck. But I'll save that for another episode. It's a pretty funny story. I've been a deckhand on a 46-meter luxury yacht. I've been a health and wellness consultant, an event planner, a manager, a director, a volunteer. But to say my favorite hat is probably the hat I wear today. It's the one place to chop my head by three tiny humans. 
That's right. It's my mama hat. I say this not to gross you out. I know I promised a cheese-free conversation. I say this with all sincerity. Sure, being outnumbered by tiny dictators. Let's call them dicks for short. And did I mention they were all boys? Being outnumbered by tiny dicks is constantly challenging. But isn't it the challenges that make us grow, that make us strong? One of my favorite expressions ever is grow through what you go through. Isn't that true? But that's it for a minute. It's these experiences that make us grow. It's the craziness. It's the, you know, poop in your hair moments that truly make us grow, that make us stronger. It took a lot of personal development for me to get to this place. Now, before you roll your eyes and suddenly tune out, these very words used to make me cringe too. Personal development. It sounds so she-she. However, as a mom of three, it's important to take time for yourself. As a mom of one, it's important to take time for yourself. Mama time is the most important time. Self-care is imperative because you can't pour from an empty cup. This is law. You need to put your oxygen mask on first. So I wasn't one of those little girls that coddled their dolls and pushed them around in carriages. I never had dreams of what my future children's names would be. I didn't have posters of wedding gowns strewn around my room. In fact, to this very day, my man and I still aren't formally married. I've never had the big day. I was a tomboy, still kind of am. Even in my late 20s, I truly thought that travel would be my forever lover and that kids were just a burden. Way too much responsibility for this girl. I loved kids. I mean, I wanted to be a teacher. Sure, I loved them, as long as they came with a 24-hour return policy. Well, without boring you to death, I will give you the Sabrina Greer life story Cole's notes so you have a reference point for half the crap that's going to come out of my mouth on this show. Where to begin? Well, my parents are incredible humans. My birth story was horrifically traumatic for my mom. I'll interview her in a future episode, though, for the gory details. She could not have any more biological children after moi. She got super frustrated with the mile-long adoption lists and decided to become a foster parent. I had almost 40 siblings growing up. Not all at once, of course. We adopted three, and they are now the proud aunts and uncles of my babies today. I'm super grateful for these experiences. It taught me that family is not defined by blood and that love is a choice. This lesson has served me extremely well in life, and it has made me the best mom, stepmom, Sister, daughter, fake wife, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. It's made me the best woman I can be. It's taught me empathy on another level. So what else? I've always wanted to be a writer. Even when the other kids were drawing pictures of like astronauts and firefighters, not me. I wanted to be an author. I know it's super nerdy and pretentious, right? Of course, like many of you, I was told that was far too big a dream for a small town girl. So I pushed that dream right to the back burner with the rest of my hopes and aspirations. It was somewhere between suppressing my dreams and dealing with teenage angst that I was offered my first modeling contract. I was 15. I'd been invited by a friend's aunt to shoot some creative photos for her business. No, that's not code for pornographic stuff. They were actual headshots. (laughs) Some big agency in the city saw these pictures, and the next thing you know, I was skipping grade 11, traveling on an airplane for the very first time ever, and I was going to Taipei, Taiwan, 
like the biggest culture shock place you could ever send a small town girl. The next 10 years were literally a whirlwind of parties, travel, globetrotting, more parties, more parties, more parties. <laughs> but I did love this life. I loved the pace. I loved the spontaneity. I loved waking up somewhere new and exciting every week. Oh, I can still smell the ocean in my South African apartment and see the mountains. <sighs> but anyway, <laughs> I think it was when I was 25 or so, I did an audition for a fairly large magazine. I'm not going to tell their name here. I'll protect them and leave them nameless. But I was in the best shape of my life. I thought for sure, 100% I had the gig. The client's response directly to my face was, don't you think you're too old for this job? Something I later realized was a thing. Modeling has a shelf life. At least it did for me. I had all these thoughts like, well, shit, what am I going to do now? I have a GED, which for those of you that don't know, that's a high school equivalent. I earned that traveling with tutors abroad on my my many years of travel, but I had no education, no post-secondary education, and aside from modeling and slinging cocktails, I really had no experience. So panic-stricken and kind of lost, I decided to take the mature student route. I was seemingly too old for everything. Mature. I applied to five universities. I got accepted to four and I chose to be as close to home as possible. I guess that's the difference with mature students. From modeling, I was able to pay my tuition and I was able to change my major five times. (laughs) I was pretty indecisive. Social work, education, sociology, psychology, English. I absolutely loved school to my surprise, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I had no future vision of my forever career. There was no like clear path for me. I landed with a bachelor's degree in early childhood education with a minor in developmental psychology. I knew I wanted to help people. I wanted to work with kids still at this point, didn't want to have any of my own. I took a lot of creative writing courses and, you know, I just, I wanted to help people. I wanted to give back. I wanted to find a way to make a career for myself that I could do all the things that I loved and actually get paid for it. (laughs) So if you're still with me, there is a point to my story. Shortly after graduating, I landed a director role for a small boutique corporate events company. Wait, what? Yes. Like so many of us, I landed miles away from my education, but this gig was cool mostly because it involves a lot of travel and a lot of wine, two things that I absolutely love. I worked in this position for eight years, guys, eight years, two failed relationships and a whole lot of stress later, both physical and emotional. I met my now hubby, Mr. Tall, Dark and Handsome, except our story was far from a fairy tale. He came with massive ass baggage, including a six-year-old child. He was the sweetest, kindest, little, bright-eyed boy I'd ever, ever met. And I truly fell head over heels for both of them. And honestly, the rest is history. So we started dating in February of 2013. And by January 2014, I was pregnant with my second child. First pregnancy, second child. Then by 2016, my third son was born, making me a completely outnumbered mama and woman. 
all boys, surrounded by boys. I went from globe trotting and navigating the catty seas of the competitive female dominated modeling industry to the male dominated fast paced corporate events world to all of a sudden being a mom to three boys in three years. To say I was overwhelmed would be an understatement. I was definitely struggling with my identity. What do you mean I can't just go grab a drink with my girlfriends? Why am I awake at 2 a.m. without the help of narcotics? Travel? What's that? You know, life was just really, really different, and it, it took some adjusting. So my journey began looking for acceptance, camaraderie, support, my village. I found a few seemingly judgment-free resources, but true colors always shone through. I felt really isolated. I was uncertain, lost. Where are my people? Who can I talk to? This can't possibly be my only option. A few of my girlfriends had had babies around the same time, but geography combined with the Groundhog Day rituals of early motherhood created a really big wall, one that I was far too tired to climb. The rest of my girls were still up at 4 a.m., but for reasons other than sleep training an infant. And honestly, they had no interest in hearing about my hemorrhoids and swollen nipples. I mean, fair enough. I realized that writing was still a massive therapeutic outlet for me, and reading the stories of other mothers saved my soul. Some of them were raw and honest, you know, the ones about wanting to sell your kids on eBay. <laughs> These stories weirdly comforted me, knowing I wasn't alone in this difficult season of life. Other stories were really heartbreaking, making me just want to squeeze my littles closer and quit sweating the small stuff. And then some were so wildly different, I really couldn't relate. But it made me realize that motherhood does not look the same for all of us, and we can still be united in its similarities. I found my tribe. It was in the collective voice of the diverse breed of the mother, random strangers that were brave enough to share their journeys. This became my village, these women. So I put on my entrepreneur hat, as always, and thought, how can I recreate this? How can I put together something where other mothers can share their journeys authentically and then people can benefit in the way that I did? And voila, YGT Mama Inc. was born. So You've Got This Mama, the first book, was launched in May 2018. It was a huge hit. Amazon bestseller in five categories. It was flying off the shelves. I had taken my first crack at this author thing the year before when I co-authored a little award winner, you may have heard of it, called Dear Limits, Get Out of My Way. It wasn't until I was on a road trip to the booming metropolis of Niagara Falls for a book signing for Dear Limits that I declared to my publisher I was going to create my own series of beautifully curated stories written by moms for moms. You know, think chicken soup for the, for the mama soul. And so it did. It took us nine months from the implantation of this idea to the day of our launch. This book was literally my fourth baby. So of course we couldn't stop there. Next year, we're going to be launching. You've got this mama too. You've got this healthy mama and you've got this boss mama. It became so popular for other moms to want to share their voice that we just couldn't stop there. So there you have it. That is me in a nutshell, a very large nutshell. (laughs) I love being a mama. I love being an unmarried wife. I love being the vehicle that shares the authentic journeys of incredibly powerful women. I love being an author and I have a strong inclination. I am absolutely going to love being a podcaster too. Every week I'll be interviewing some amazing mamas 
some past contributors, some future contributors, specialists, doctors, sleep consultants. We all need that, right? And just all types of moms, stay-at-home moms, boss mamas, you name it, we'll have it. At the end of each episode, I'm going to ask our guests a series of questions just for fun, just so we get to know each other and lighten up the mood a little. Momming is hard, am I right? I think we need to lighten that energy a bit. So I thought for today, since it is about getting to know me, that I would be a weirdo and ask myself some questions and answer them for you. So the first question we're going to ask our mamas is what is your morning routine? I've learned over the years that morning routine is super important for anyone and everyone. But as a mom, I mean, you all know, it's like crazy important. So I'll tell you mine, coffee, (laughs) first things first, coffee, smoothies. I make smoothies for my kids because I really try to get some fruits and vegetables into them just like any way possible. And smoothies seem to work for us. Uh, breakfast with the boys. We have some wicked family time in the morning before school, which is awesome. It really does change depending on the season too. Cause I mean, summer is obviously way more chill than the school year. And then winter is a bit more, you know, we hibernate a bit, but you know, we try to keep everything consistent. Cause I know that that's important for, for kids. The baby still wakes up at five 30 every day, which, you know, is kind of annoying, but I'm pretty much at his mercy. So luckily I was an early riser before kids. Okay. Question number two, if time, money or scheduling were not an issue, what is one item at the very top of your bucket list? Ooh, I like bucket lists. I've been very, very fortunate to be able to, you know, tick a lot of those items off. I've traveled a lot. I've done a lot of crazy things. I've jumped out of airplanes. I've went cage diving with great white sharks. I guess you could say I'm a little bit daring or maybe I'm just stupid. (laughs) I don't know. But I think what I would do is, is go on a trip with hubby somewhere nice, like maybe Bali or I don't know. I'll take recommendations if you guys know somewhere that's really awesome. Cause I'll tell you a secret. We have not been on a trip, just the two of us in our six years of being together you know, we've gone away for like a weekend and we've had some pretty chill times. We've gone away for weddings and stuff, but never to a tropical destination, just the two of us. So I think we're far overdue. Okay. Question number three, what is one crutch you can't live without? Mm. I really, really do love my coffee. I don't think I could live without my coffee, especially in this season we're in right now where, you know, everyone's just up so early and, Yeah, I'd say coffee, Uh, wine too, potato chips as well. I've got a lot of them. I'm really trying to make healthier choices because I know it influences our children. So, but coffee, coffee is my crutch. Question number four, one self-care ritual you practice that you would highly recommend other mamas try. Mm, I love this one. So Melissa Ambrosini, she's an author. You probably know her. She talks about the goddess bath and man, is it amazing? It is Epsom salt, essential oil and coconut oil. And I highly recommend this to any moms who have like five or 10 minutes of time without kids attached to you. It is dreamy and so worth it. 
And then question number five, what is one thing you didn't know about childbirth, postpartum, newborn phase that you wish someone had warned you about? Ooh, good question. I didn't write these, by the way, (laughs) not patting myself on the back right now. I think, honestly, the best advice I could give someone, something I wish someone had just like slapped me upside the face with this information is that you cannot be attached to the plan. Things often do not go according to plan. So you, you need to learn to be flexible and sort of roll with the punches because all stages of motherhood surprise you. And if you learn to see the surprise as, you know, a joyful experience and a learning experience. And as I said earlier, if you grow through it, then it makes going through it slightly easier. And that's it. Those are the five questions for today. So thank you so much for being here. It truly, truly means the world to me. I am beyond excited to start this podcast and grow this podcast and just hopefully help as many moms as possible. Even if it's just letting you know that you're not alone, that you do have a village out there, you do have a tribe. It's us and we're here. So I'm so grateful that you joined us today. Thank you very much. And I just can't wait to get back and do this next week again. So thank you for tuning in. I love you. And remember, Mama, you've got this. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sabrina Greer, your host, and you've been listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast. You can follow us at YGT Mama and join our conversation on Instagram and Facebook. To get more information on the stories we share here, our books, the blog, our community, head on over to www.ygtmama.com. You can also access the show notes. If you haven't already, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your daily listen and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us so much and we value every single review. We also have a special gift for our subscribers. I would like to thank our production team and Megan Krampotich, our producer, for making this happen. Thank you so much to all of you for giving us your ear and tune in next week. In the meantime, please, please remember, Mama, you've got this.